Repeating this latest bulletin just received moments ago from Cumberland, civil defense authorities have told newsmen that murder victims show evidence of having been partially devoured by their murderers. Medical examination of victims' bodies shows conclusively that the killers are eating the flesh of the people they killed. So this incredible story becomes more ghastly with each report. In other news, two men on the internet announced their intentions to review the classic film Night of the Living Dead. Authorities have condemned this action and asked the public to not listen. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I'm Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. You bet you are. And on this show, we <laughs> take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, this movie has a spotless reputation for being super spooky. Oh boy, it sure does. My lord, it's a classic among classics, I dare say. That's right. Hey, Steve, what classic amongst classics are we talking about? We are talking about that immortal and incredibly influential horror film. A little something you might have heard of called Night of the Living Dead. Oh, I was scared of this movie when I was a little kid. Of course you were. It's fucking scary. In 1975, I first heard about it. Dad, I think it came on television. My dad was mm. like, oh, we can't let him see that. But then he let me sit in the room, and they got to that part where the, the, the young couple gets barbecued in their truck. Yeah. And I was like, what are they eating, Daddy? And he said, people. And I went, no! <laughs> oh, my God! And I ran upstairs. No, not people, Daddy. You wanted it's to right. watch the, it. Those are dead people. Oh, <laughs> it's no, a, it's Daddy! Okay. They can't feel any pain. They've been killed. I'm climbing out my window to kill myself. Father, <laughs> not in this world. The zombies are just like going to eat fine. you anyway. <laughs> oh, no. Can't escape it. I'll come back from the dead and I'll eat you. <laughs> That's right, Night of the Living Dead. Hey, Steve. Yeah, buddy. Do you have any trivia for this movie, Night of the Living Dead? I do have some trivia about Night of the Living Dead. Oh, thank Christ. <laughs> Did you think I was gonna I was I was gonna shirk my responsibilities this one time? No, I just like it when you start talking and I can have a little break. Oh, you can, you can go break. have a have have a vape. Go have a vape. Have have a vape and not listen yeah. to a damn word you have to say. I just cool. have to go, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just watch the video and wait for my mouth to stop moving and then you know it's your time to jump in. <laughs> You are on mute most of the time. <laughs> anyway, Steve, what trivia do you have for Night of the Living Dead? So this is one of the most financially successful independent films ever made. Do you um, need to put quotation marks around financially successful? Well, I'm, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> that. That's what this bit of trivia is about. Um, because the quotes are there because <laughs> it really it really depends on who you're asking. Um, <laughs> the movie made a lot of money for a lot of people. Yes, it did. Unfor yes, it did. Unfortunately, the people who made it were not really among those people. <clears throat> the filmmakers themselves shared in very little of the profit of the movie. Um, it, it was a big hit. It was a big roadshow hit. It was a big drive-in yep. hit. Um, mm -hmm. And then ultimately, as you mentioned, when you first saw it, it was starting in the early 70s. It was shown on TV. Um, so mm -hmm. it, it was, you know, an incredibly widely seen popular movie. Very successful. Unfortunately, the filmmakers themselves didn't make that much money. And that was primarily due to two reasons. First, they changed the title at the last minute. Uh, mm. The original title, or at least what Romero's final title, because it went through a couple of different working titles, but ultimately it was supposed to be titled Night of the Flesh Eaters. 
But right. then one of uh, the distributor actually suggested that they change the title because there had been another movie that had just come out a few years earlier called The Flesh Eaters, and they didn't want there to mm-hmm. be confusion. So they Not s- to be confused with Flesh Eaters, yeah. Naked Bingo. That, exactly. You know, that classic movie. So, mm-hmm. so they said, okay, we'll call it Night of the Living Dead. And they, mm-hmm. and they changed the title really, really late in the process, and they were in such a hurry to get the print done that when they changed it to Night of the Living dead on the original prints that were distributed they forgot to include a copyright notice and under Mm. under cop and i don't think i think the law has since been changed but at the time if you did not include a copyright notice the film automatically fell into public domain immediately yeah so the people who made the film who would have owned the rights to it and been entitled to royalties or license fees or what have you from anybody who wanted to show it or distribute Mm -hmm. it they couldn't get any of that um, That's why anybody can make a DVD of Night of the Living yeah, Dead. The movie became public domain, and basically, and that's one of the actually, and you know, unfortunately, that's one of the reasons why it became so popular was because you could show it at a theater without having to pay rights fees. You know, that's you, right. You Any could, television you show, show it could on show TV. it on Creepy Monster Hour. Yeah, and you could not have to pay any fees for it. And it's also the reason why I did not see a good print of it until I was probably in my late teens or early 20s. Um, mm-hmm. Because when I was in when, when I was a kid and I first discovered it, I was watching, you know, probably second, third, fourth generation prints um, that were fuzzy and blurry and just not, you know, really, really poor picture quality. I did not see, and most, I dare say most people my age did not see a a really good-looking version of this film until the late '90s or early 2000s, when they, sure. when they start when restored versions started to come out on DVD and Blu-ray and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, what a, what how that was exciting! The first time I saw like a good-looking version <laughs> of this movie, because I love the movie from the first time I saw, it, but the first time I saw like a, a, a cleaned-up, you know, like uh, um, restored print of it, like on a DVD or something, it was like, oh man, it looks good. You know, mm-hmm. um, I can see what's going on. But so so that was that was that was the main reason uh, the copyright thing. But also, it's also why you can find ninety different yeah. ninety copies of it on YouTube. It's for it, free. it's on YouTube and it's on a bunch of different streaming services. I the the, the version that I watched for our review I, was on HBO Max, um, but it was also it's also on I think it's on Netflix. It's on Paramount Plus. Like it just it pops up everywhere because mm-hmm. it, you know it's easy to get it's easy to get because yeah. it's public domain. Um, but the other there's the other reason was that uh, Romero. This was George Romero's first feature film, and even though he had had some experience as an industrial filmmaker and a commercial filmmaker, um, he had never made a movie before to get distributed. And so his early distribution deals were really lopsided, and people really took advantage of him. So he didn't even make money. Even when people when people did pay him for the movie, they didn't pay him what they should have paid him. Um, so that combination of not f- failing to copyright it due to just a dumb oversight and Romero's naivete and inexperience allowing him to be taken advantage of by distributors meant that the people who actually made the movie, which went on to become one of the most widely seen horror movies ever, uh, did not actually make very much money on it at all. So, um, Wow, that was great trivia, Steve. I got more. You want to hear more? No. Oh, okay. What? Never mind. No, okay, go ahead. No. Go um, so Ben, the lead character, was originally written to be... Ben, the two of us. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, I'm exactly. thinking of a different movie. No, it's the same, it's the same Ben. People don't realize. Um, <laughs> 
He goes through a metamorphosis. <laughs> no, Ben, the original, the lead character, he was originally written to be a stereotypical truck driver type. Yep. Um, but then they cast Dwayne Jones, who is black and does not exactly read as truck driver. Uh, so they changed the character, but they didn't change the character on the page very much. They didn't rewrite much of his dialogue. They just allowed Jones to interpret the character more in line with him, with himself and, and how he wanted to play mm-hmm. it. So as a result, in the movie, Ben is a lot more subdued um, and f- comes across as more quiet and thoughtful most of the time, unless he's sure. you know, unless he's yelling at people and shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so that so that that changed because of the casting, and um, Dwayne Jones became one of the first black actors to play a leading role in a predominantly white film. Um, per- mm-hmm. particularly a horror film. He wasn't the first. There had been other black actors. I think uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner came out the year before this. Um, oh, that horror film. Yeah, that great horror film. But, you know, but in terms, mm-hmm. of, in terms of horror films and in terms of uh, movies with majority white casts. I remember he, the poster for Guess Who, Who's Coming for Dinner. Yeah, with like the chiller font, you know. It says, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner up at the top. And at the bottom, they say, The answer is murder. And little tiny, like right underneath it. I, I, I have that poster. It's a, it's a classic. Laugh yeah. at my jokes, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is murder. Um, more, I got more trivia. God, okay. Uh, two more. Two more pieces. Two more pieces of trivia. Two? Two more pieces of trivia. The, the, the next one is... Is a, it going to be as long as the explanation why the dipshits didn't do what they no. were supposed to do in no, order actually, to make money? Actually, the next one is a quick one. You're going to paint George Romero as some kind of bumpkin who's like, I made a movie. Uh, We'll pay you $2 for it. Okie dokie. You got yourself a nail, mister. Uh What'd you get for the movie, George? I got a handful of beans and another handful of beans. He scratches his bare chest under his overalls. Sticks a a straw of wheat in his mouth. I'm going to make me another movie, yes, sir. (laughs) It's about a man who's who's not a Dracula who thinks he is a Dracula. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to make one called The Crazies. <laughs> Guess what that's about? <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, no, the uh, just a little bit of, of neat little movie magic trivia uh, here for this one. Uh, the farmhouse that serves as the main setting for the film, in reality, did not have a basement. Um, that's correct. It just had like a little dirt cellar. Um, mm-hmm. So the basement scenes were actually shot in the basement of the editing studio in Pittsburgh. Mm. So, and you can't even tell. No. And finally, this is interesting. Um, so the movie came out, big success, spawned a franchise. Romero eventually came back and did, you know, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Uh, Dusk of the Dead, da- Time of the Dead. Yeah, Golden Hour of the Dead, yeah. which is which looks gorgeous. <laughs> the story is terrible. Oh, it's it a beautiful gorgeous. film. Um, it's a beautiful yeah. film. Uh, in 2014, Romero wrote a comic book series for Marvel called Empire of the Dead, and mm-hmm. it, which is set in New York City. It's about the zombie apocalypse in New York. And uh, one of the main characters is the younger sister of Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. And oh, they had another sibling? I, apparently. And, okay. And in that comic, uh, Barbara's sister tells a very different story for Barbara than the one we see in the film. Because in the movie, we last see Barbara being pulled into the mob of zombies 
She's eaten. She's by, dead. By her brother Johnny. Yeah, she's yeah. she's dead. But according to the story of Empire of the Dead, what actually happened was zombie Johnny drags Barbara away from the other zombies and into a barn that's some distance away. And then Johnny seems to recognize Barbara and remember who she is. And an armed posse, like some of the zombie hunters, show up. And they start, you know, shooting first and asking questions later, right? Did they see two people moving in the barn and they just start blasting? And zombie Johnny stands in front of Barbara to protect her and takes the bullets that the hunters shoot. And I take your bullets. Ah, I take your bullets. And uh, and Barbara actually survives and is apparently still and apparently is still alive. Uh, at the time that this comic book takes place, so Romero don't like it. So I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really like it either. But I think it's interesting that the the you know the original director and co-writer of the script uh, he went soft. He went soft. Actually, she survived. Um, but I just thought that was interesting that in in the comic book version, instead of dying, she improbably survives. So mm-hmm. that's it. You said you had two more pieces of trivia. That was the second Did one. You the lie first, to the, me? No, that was the second one. The first one was about the basement. Oh, I completely forgot about the basement. There was no basement. Your turn. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) My mind is going. Don't remind me of things that I should have remembered from two minutes ago. All right, from now on, I won't. Thank you. You're welcome. Actually, you need to keep doing it, okay? Okay, okay. uh, I will just drift off. Okay. (laughs) I'll just clap my hands, like, really sharply if you need to get back on task. Okay. It's directed by George A. Romero, and he also directed Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and creep show also martin and the crazies and not is he dead now he's dead yeah okay and now he's dead now he's, so he's dead. director he's director of the dead <laughs> screenplay by john by john russo and he's made a bunch of garbage um and i so i picked out the funniest garbage and that's a movie he that's a movie that he wrote called Scream Queens, Naked Christmas. Don't oh, you just want to run out and watch that? Is that on Disney Plus? It is. Cool. And also a screenplay by George A. Romero. I have read the screenplay and it ends different. Oh, does it? Barbara you know lives. What? Yeah, Barbara lives at the end of it. And they show Ben being carted off on a stretcher and put into the back of an ambulance. Oh. It ends different. Um... Produced by Russell W. Streiner. We'll talk about him later. And Carl <laughs> Hardman. We'll talk about him later, too. Mm-hmm. Starring Dwayne Jones as Ben. Nothing. He's an academic. He did some stage work. He taught. Yeah. He's a good guy. Judith O'Day as Barbara. Nothing. This is just like the movie that we're about to recap. This is going quick, guys. Marilyn <laughs> Eastman as Helen, who's the actual wife of Carl Hardman. <laughs> Carl Hardman is Harry Cooper. And he also did the radio dude's voice whenever they were cutting over to the radio. And Kira Sean as Karen, the daughter of Carl Hardman. So it was a little family affair. The family in the basement were a family in real life, and they got to work out some issues by killing each other and yelling at one another. It warms your heart. It does. Judith Riley is Judy. Way to stretch for that name, guys. (laughs) They really hurt themselves coming up with that character name. (laughs) Keith Wayne is Tom. Nothing. Russell Strainer is Johnny. Now, Johnny is a producer on this. I said his name up at the top. Yep. He went uncredited. Why? I don't know. What else has he done? Nothing. He's too, he's too modest. 
Mm-hmm. Bill Chili Billy Cardile as himself. He was one of the guys on the TV. Yeah. He was a Pittsburgh horror host. Yep. Back in the day when you used to have horror hosts, Steve. <laughs> I loved mine so much that I created an entire podcast about him. <laughs> <laughs> um... Cinematography by George A. Romero, edited by George A. Romero, production company Image 10, distributed by Continental Distributing. Distributing? I don't know why my mouth is broken. Release date October 1st, 1968, one year before I was born. So I've never been free of this. (laughs) It's always been around. Uh, Running time, 96 minutes. Thank you. If you've seen it more than once, it seems to get longer every time you watch it, though. (laughs) It seems to get longer. (laughs) Budget, $114,000 to $125,000. Adjusted for inflation between $947,000 and $1.3 million. Box office, hold on to your butts. Three hundred, I'm not three hundred thirty million dollars adjusted for inflation. Two hundred and forty nine. Holy shit, you dumbos! What the fuck, dear God in yeah. heaven! <laughs> sure, sure, two hundred forty nine sure million dollars. Can you imagine what what movies Romero could have made? Oh my god, I bet he wishes had he, had he had that put money? that copyright notice on there, huh? You went blank there, bud. Oh, can you I hear, can't hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're talking, and you're, and you're, you're. I don't hear can you. Can you hear me now? Oh boy, oh boy, Teams is fun this Uh-oh. time around. I can. I, I can't hear you. you. Can't hear me. I can. Nope, I can hear you. Not just... a thing. You're blank. Oh, we're gonna have to do this three times to think. Oh, I can. Hey, Steve, <laughs> I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can't hear you at all, and I'm not muted or nothing. Did you? Did you mute your mic? No. Did you? Did you just not want to talk to me no more? I mean, I. I I understand. It's been I, I it's didn't, been seven I didn't, years, and I didn't change like, anything. Jesus, do I have to hear him? I didn't change anything. You know, Hang Jackal on. laugh his way through this goddamn movie again. Um, I don't think I can do. I didn't touch anything on my side. Oh, this is riveting, guys. You, this is riveting. Can you hear me now? Okay. Well, I guess we're gonna have to. I honestly, let me let me make sure that there's nothing wrong. Can, on my can side. you hear me now? Let me make sure. Okay. Microphone is set on the right thing. Speakers are exactly the same, but I'll switch them over and see if something changes. Okay, go ahead and say something, Hello? Can you hear me? Nope. Still can't hear you. That's... Um, Yeah, it's still recording. My mic is still picking up. Okay, now I changed it again. Hello? Nope. God damn it. What the fuck? Steve! (laughs) Please don't make me edit video together. Okay, here's what we're going to do, Steve. We're gonna have to do it. We were about to run into the, the world of, of Night of the Living Dead, but we're gonna have to stop this one. Okay. <laughs> Don't stop recording your audio stream. Okay. Okay. Wow, it's it's like working with Max von Sydow in that depressing movie about nine eleven. <laughs> you should just write yes and no on your hand at this point. Okay, you ready? Okay, go ahead and cut cut it. I don't think he's cutting it. I think Steve's. Oh, there we go. Okay, so now this is the downtime while I wait to see if he's going to send a different link again to this. I'm hoping that we're going to get this fixed because this is craziness. This is crazy. Do you want me to open the same one or how does he want me to do this? He's got to set it up and then he's got to do a thing and then I get to cut all this out and... 
So anyway, Night of the Living Dead, it's stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. It has influenced nothing. There's absolutely nothing in the zeitgeist. Okay, there we go. He sent me the link. I click on the link. I launch the meeting. Can you hear me now? Okay, now it's telling me to unmute my speaker. I have not muted anything. <laughs> I have not muted a damn thing. Let me see here. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, don't don't be mad, Abbott. Don't be mad, Abbott. You... But I was I must have done something okay. because when I scrolled through the thing, the volume thing was open and it turned it all the way down. Okay, okay, okay. That's fine. I'm gonna. That's I'm, why I'm, I couldn't hear you. I'm gonna start recording again. The, the start recording the Zoom call again. Okay. I okay. The lady. And I'm and I'm still recording. I'm still recording the audio for the podcast. So near the lady again. Don't tell him what I did. I, Don't tell I him what, what stupid thing I did, Steve. I won't tell nobody. So what happened was, Grandpa, who forgot what a computer was, um, I think I had the volume open and I scrolled, and then it turned the volume all the way down on my speakers. Uh oh. <laughs> Hey, Steve, do you want to go into the world of Night of the Living Dead? I would bloody love to go into the world of Night of the Living Dead. If I fall down, just leave me behind. Okay. 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 <laughs> just I'll let the zombies it, just be, let the zombies have you. Yeah, I'll be busy trying to adjust the volume on my goddamn computer. I mean, okay. good golly, Steve. Okay. Just shoot me and I don't, get another well, host. No, I'll just I'll just beat you to death with a bat. <laughs> Or your bare hands, which is apparently something you can do with a zombie. A zombie, yeah, absolutely. You just punch him to death. Fuck him. <laughs> All right, you ready? Let's so let's me and you it. wear high heels briefly to run away from from a bad old <laughs> from from a bad old zombie, and let's run into the black and white movie that is Night of the Living Dead. Steve, please. Yes. Kill your friend. Oh, I just wouldn't do. do it. I wouldn't do that to you. Just do it. I would, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I would only, I would only do it as a last resort to save myself from the zombies. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're, You're gonna shoot me in the gut, like they killed, like they, <laughs> like in the movie. Yeah. You're shoot me in the like gut. They, okay. Like they, like they killed uh, Carl Hardman. <laughs> Carl, good old Carl Hardman. <laughs> All right, Steve. I said take it away. All right. God bless it. Hey, here we go. So here. Oh, wait a minute. Here comes a car. Oh, oh will it pick us up? Uh, no, I, no. Here it comes. Hang on. It's take. It's almost here. It's taking a long time. Oh, there it goes. And there's the title, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. A couple people are driving in the country. Yep. Driving, taking a trip up into the country to visit the cemetery. Yeah, we meet Barbara and Johnny, Johnny. and they're fucking, right? No, they're, they're like a couple? No, they're brother and sister. They're like, how far out do we have to go to park? I know you're afraid that our parents are going to find us. Well, they're both our parents. <laughs> <laughs> and I know where at least one of them is. This cemetery. <laughs> Let's fuck on their grave. <laughs> oh, Wait, it's not that kind movie. of movie. No, it's not that good. <laughs> it's not that kind of movie. They're driving to the cemetery to put Why in... isn't it... <laughs> I don't know. They kill and eat people. I know, there's but... There's a zombie that eats slugs. But there's no... Um, but, a daughter kills her mommy. But there's no incest. The one thing that's missing. That's anyway, so missing we meet piece. them. Yeah, they're going yeah. to the cemetery to put a, to put flowers on the grave of their dead daddy. And Barbara's a bubblehead, and her brother is the type of nerdy weirdo that wears driving gloves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A real hero for our time. 
And she's like, oh, I wish we had, what was it, daylight savings time now. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that yeah. Um, it would be light, even though it's perfectly bright outside. Yeah. And <laughs> Johnny's just like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. I want candy. Give me candy. And she's like, there is no candy. And they're like, why do we have to drive three hours out here and then three hours back just to put flowers on the grave because mom wants us to? And and she doesn't stop and say, why did we bury dad so far away? Why is he out here? Why Why is dad three hours away from Pittsburgh? <laughs> because mom, obviously, because mom moved because the kids live somewhere else. And after the old man kicked over, mom moved to be closer to the kids. Stop stop it. Come up with something better and funnier. That's just boring. Why is dad buried so far away? Because he was in witness he was because he was in witness protection. There and you nobody's go. Nobody's supposed to it's know. It's not even there. his name in no. on on the on the tombstone. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. They're not even one hundred percent sure if it is his tombstone. That's right. So they're going out to do a thing they don't really want to do. Well, I mean, Barbara seems to want to do it, right? Yeah, she's such a sucker. Yeah, she's a sucker. She's praying at the at the tombstone, and Johnny's hey, like, "Hey, prayings um, for church." That's right, prayings for church. You goddamn moron! I and mean, like, prayings for church. <laughs> and I don't go to church, and nothing's, and I'm getting no repercussion for what I just said. I renounce right? God. <laughs> How about them apples? <laughs> Not only is God is dead, but here I go. I'm gonna dance and pee on my father's corpse. I, do, 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 I do, dare do. anything supernatural to happen in the next few minutes to stop me or make me suffer for this. I didn't ask Jesus to die for my sins. I owe him nothing. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so Barbara's, Bar- Bar- they're ready to go, and Johnny's mm-hmm. like, hey, do you remember how I used to scare the shit out of you here when we were little kids? How I used to, like, hide behind yeah. trees and jump out and scare you? I used to do so many scary things. Yeah, and she's like... Yeah, I- remember that time that I uh, dug up Dad and chased you around the cemetery? <laughs> going, oogie boogie, Dad wants a hug, and you're like, there's maggots on him, and like, you, could, you don't appreciate my sense of humor. No, that's Barbara. the problem. Because he is really That's quite, problem, he's quite funny, but you just have to, you have to be on his wavelength. Right? I have been leaving you dead animals in your room since we were children, and you've not laughed once. Not once, Barbara. <laughs> Gosh darn it. He looks up, and there's a guy staggering, there's a drunk guy staggering yeah. around the cemetery. Yeah. And he starts saying, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Who's they? I don't just know. Just whoever that, who, whatever, whatever group that fellow belongs to, I guess. When, he's, when he does his father's voice, he makes his father sound like he was Jewish. <laughs> So he could be saying Nazis are coming for him. That's true. Maybe that's dark. Maybe that guy's a Nazi. <laughs> maybe that guy's a Nazi. Her brother? No, or the, the, guy the guy stumbling the guy, around the, drunk. The, the, the drunk staggering towards them. That's right. The drunk staggering around in the cemetery is like, yeah, yeah, see, I. I mean, it's the '60s, so there were still some Nazis alive, and he's depressed. He's been on an all-night bender because he's upset that you know the Nazis won't be in charge of another country until the United States in the early 2000s. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so he's depressed, and he's you know, sure, yeah, and he's drunk, and he's drunk, he's drunk, and sure. he's depressed. Yep. Then he and he went to the cemetery. That's right. To just blow off some fucking. He went. Steam. He went to the Jewish cemetery. <laughs> That's right, and. Oh, Jesus. What, you, what, I can't do dark jokes? 
No, you, of course you can do dark jokes. Of course you can. That is pretty dark. Anyway. It's very dark. Anyway, um, he's goofing around, she's goofing around, and they have to walk past this dude. And she's keeping her eyes down because he's a weirdo. And then he kind of grabs her, her boobies. He wa- and yeah. he says, girl. He wants a hug. And she's not yeah. and she's not there for that. And she's like, Johnny, help. And then Johnny becomes Super Johnny. Action Johnny. And he leaps into action. <laughs> Action Johnny. And he he grapples with this guy who's acting weird. Yeah. And then the guy goes, headstone for you. And he throws Johnny down and he knocks his head and he's dead yep. now. Dead Johnny. Dead Now he's dead Johnny. <laughs> and uh, Barbara runs. Yep. And she runs to the car. First she falls over and kicks off her shoes. Then she runs to the car and she's like, oh, good, I'm safe. I wonder I wonder if the the Palm Olive Hilarity Hour is on yet. And she's, oh, there was a little throwaway line in there about the radio. Yeah, it had been out. It, it had been out, but then it came back on right as they got to the cemetery. And yeah, they're getting out of the car, and the radio comes back on, and the, the DJ is like, dead people are eating people, and I don't, that's why we were off the air, and I'm so sorry. And Johnny's like, oh, that's weird, and he clicks it off. <laughs> hey, the radio wasn't broken. Anyway. Actually, it wasn't as heavy-handed as that. No, the no. The radio guy's like, we just forgot how to run the radio. <laughs> Our engineer Sorry. had the volume turned down and didn't even realize it. <laughs> Thanks. Great. You know what? You do the show by yourself, buddy. <laughs> Come on. That was pretty good. Come on. That was really good. Um. Anyway, anyway. so uh, Weirdo chases her. She gets in the car. She locks the doors. And then dude, who really wants to get in, apparently. Mm, yes, he does. Circles the car, sees a rock, <laughs> and kind of picks it up and smashes in the window. Whoops. And she, she's, like, screaming, and then she turns off the parking brake because she doesn't have the keys. Yeah. Johnny has the Johnny keys. Johnny has the keys. So, yeah, she just takes off the brake, and the, and the car just rolls down the hill. That's right. And then it crashes into a tree because I guess it had power steering or something. Yeah, she couldn't exactly. just turn the wheel. Those things are hard to turn without power steering. Oh, Johnny is right. Women can't drive. <laughs> Johnny was right about so many things. She gets out of the other car and then she runs and 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 she runs. And then she runs into a house. Yep. And dude chases her all the way up to the house and she wanders around the house. And she wanders around the house. <laughs> and she wanders around the there's, house. There's a lot of wandering around the house. She sees a dead body. That's interesting, it's right? Gross. Is it's it all gross? Eaten up. Its face is all eaten up. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. But then ding dong, Ben is Yay. here. Yay. He drives up in a Yay. truck. Yay. And she's like, oh, good. Ben's here. A man. I can stop doing anything. Now I, now I can stop being the main character. <laughs> it's time for me to go into shock, I guess. And she just kind of stops doing anything. She recaps what we had just seen. And and what does Ben tell her? Um, well, first he tells her he, he wants to know, because there, there's, a, there's a gas pump on the farm where they're at, and he, want, he, mm. he wants to, to know if there's a key to the locked gas pump so he can fill up the truck that he's got with gas because it's almost out of gas. And she's and yeah. she's just like... <laughs> so Ben says, okay, so here's what we'll do. I don't know what's going on with you, but we're going to board up the house, okay? Yeah, or I'm going to board up the house and you're going to sit on this couch. I'm going to board up the house. I'm going to repeatedly ask you for help that you're not going to give. 
So I'm going mm-hmm. to board up the house, and then we'll figure out what happens next. So Ben goes right. around boarding and up And what happens house. next is the living dead attack the house. Yes, yes. And he shoots, he crowbars one in the forehead. Yeah, he does. And she walks over to it and stares at it like an idiot. And then he he basically drags the body outside and sets it on fire on the porch. And I'm like, Ben, are you trying to die now? <laughs> you maybe drag him a little further out before you set him on fire. Yeah. I'm just, just, a, just a suggestion. Just a little yeah. bit before you do your little zombie barbecue, maybe. But the other zombies seem to think, oh, we don't like, we're like Frankenstein. We don't oh. like fire. And now we have some more scenes where Ben talks and Barbara just kind of wanders around. She's just kind of there. She's just kind of present. She really doesn't do much anything. Ben says, oh, I was driving and then, then the zombies attacked me and she has a little bit of a freak out. Well, she has a lot of freak well, outs yeah, she, when she's asked to do anything. She, she has <laughs> Her big freak out is because she, she's tell, Ben tells her the story of, of how he got there, of how he see there was a bunch of zombies at a diner and then he jumped in the truck and he drove away and and uh and then barbara tells about you know the first scene of the movie that we just watched and then she realizes oh no johnny's still out there we have to go get johnny and ben's you saw him die yeah and ben's like are you fucking crazy she's like she's like my brother my brother's still out there excuse me Mm-hmm. She's like, my brother's still out there. And he's like, your brother. No, they're maybe chunks. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he says, your brother's dead. And she freaks out. So he does what any man mm-hmm. would do in 1968. And he slaps the shit out of her. Does it work? It knocks her. It instantly knocks her out. Okay. Actually, so anyway, she, they s- hey, she hit him first. So she started it. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. And so anyway, when do when do Billy Bob and and what's your face get there? Um, when do Tom and Judy show he, up? Okay, so is it before we find out about the assholes in the in the in the basement? Yeah, Ben Ben knocks Ben knocks out Barbara, but then you can tell he kind of feels bad about it. So when she comes to, he's like playing with the radio and he's like trying to talk trying mm-hmm. to talk encouragingly to her, you know. Um, yeah, and so and, and, and the radio guy comes on. Yeah, he turns on the radio and he leaves the room, and that's when the people from the basement come out. Well, first she hears on the radio. Uh, so uh, here's some weird news: um, dead people are coming back to life and eating people. So that's apparently a new thing now. <laughs> that's a thing that happens now. So <laughs> that's a thing, and we we should be aware of it. And while she's listening to it, then Carl comes upstairs. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I thought Carl I heard a radio." And isn't it Carl and Tom? Tom, yeah, yeah. Tom and they both come up. Um, mm. They leave the women downstairs. Right, and Carl's an asshole. Yeah, oh boy, and. He didn't come upstairs when he heard them. He could have been anything. Anything could have been going on upstairs. He could have been rehearsing a stage show, getting it ready for Broadway. We didn't. We didn't know. want to we interrupt. We didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> but anyway, there's a radio up here, and we like the radio. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Hey, Steve, we're through half of this movie already. Yeah, yeah. It's it, there's not a whole lot in terms of plot. No, there isn't a whole lot. There's some people in the basement. They hear the radio. They come upstairs. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Carl, we keep calling him Carl. That's the actor's name. The character's name is Harry, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. That, that, Harry, that guy. Um, he and, Harry's got a wife and a kid yeah, downstairs, and, they, and the, the kid's the kid the is hurt. Kid's been bitten. The kid's the been, kid is hurt. It was bitten by one of those things. They and also we didn't mention they never say zombie in the movie. Not once do you hear the word. No, zombie. they never say zombie. They, they never say zombie. They call them things or ghouls or you know mm, murder happy yeah. characters. That's my favorite. <laughs> murder men. Murder men. I would call them murder she men. She was bitten by one of those murder men hey. outside. We cut to some scenes of, you know, the zombies wandering around outside. Cut back. Harry wants to stay in in the basement because it's the smartest thing. But everyone else says, no, we can't see him coming. And so we're going to stay upstairs and you should help us. And he's like, nope. Fuck you. Right. But eventually the wife comes upstairs and there's supposed to be, you know, everyone keeps listening. Oh, now they're watching the TV. Right. And the and the TV guy is like, well, the Saturn mission came back and something and something and something yeah. about they Saturn. offer it's one yeah they offer kind of like a half-assed possible explanation for what's going on like there's radiation from mm-hmm. space doing something I don't know right and also from the government goofy science <laughs> department we think maybe a small child wished too hard for her father <laughs> to come back. <laughs> Also, it may be some kind of horrible penance for one man's sin. <laughs> We're not really sure what's going on. <laughs> We're fairly certain that, yes, that's correct, the creator of the Twilight Zone got a wish on a monkey's paw. <laughs> We're trying to locate Carl, uh, not Carl Malden, who was, who was the guy who was always in, he's been in like three of them, Jack Klugman. Jack Klugman, oh, totally. This movie needed Jack Klugman. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. Uh, anyway, so they all watch TV for a little while, and then we get the cutscenes to the people who are hunting the gun. No, no, oh, no, yeah. it's the government. The yep. government's like, no, leave us alone. That's and right. Yeah, they're coming out of, of a meeting. Movie, yeah. It be- yeah. yeah, it becomes people watching television. Yeah, there's a big... Like, oh, boy, this is <laughs> there's super a, scary. There's a big middle scene of just people watching TV. Yeah. And so they keep it, and it's all about what, what are these, what are the zombies like? What should we do? Blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then someone gets the idea, hey, we have the keys to the gas pump. Right. Let's, let's, and we could, let's gas up the truck and leave. That's right. Let's go outside <laughs> where all the zombies, all the zombies are, are. And gas up the truck. <laughs> and that sounds like a great idea. And that doesn't work at all. No, no. It's a series. It's it due, due to a mixture of bad luck and gross incompetence. <laughs> the, <laughs> the plan to gas up the truck does not work. And uh, Tom I'm and his I'm surprised girl... Tom and Judy didn't run out there and stop halfway to the truck and go, did we leave the iron on at home? <laughs> what? Just go. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, geez, don't yell at me. Do we? And they stop to have a couple argument. Are we really going to do this now? We're getting one. Well, when, when can we do it? When it's Are convenient you gonna get in the for truck? you, Judy? Get in the fucking truck! Oh, do you hear the way he talks to me? Do you hear the way he talks to me? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we have witnesses. Now you can't deny. It. All these zombies just heard you say that. And what happens? Uh, the truck blows up with Tom and Judy in it, and then they become a zombie barbecue. That's right. They get cooked up good, and the zombies come, and they eat them. 
So good for and the zombies. That's it. <laughs> and, and also, we forgot uh, Carl was supposed to was was manning the door for the mission to gas yeah, the truck up. We keep calling him Carl. Yeah, Harry. You know, it's, that, it's Harry. That guy. Um, so and there's been there's been tension between Ben and Harry. They've been fighting a lot. And oh, yeah. so when Ben finally forces his way back in the house because Harry did not open the door like he said he would, he locks the door and Harry helps him board up the door. And then Ben's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Fuck you. And he punches him in the face and he beats the shit That's out of right. him in front of his wife. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I love it. And uh, what what was Barbara doing this whole time? Just, just kind of sitting there. Just kind of sitting, sitting on the there, couch. Just like, oh, I, I kind of want to go. Are we going to go soon? So after all the tension is over, after all the tension and drama is over, they go back to watching television. Yeah. There's, I think, is this where with, and with that's the, one, uh, is this with the yeah, scientist with guy? The, they're all messed up. No, oh, it's, oh, the, yes. it's the people who are who are hunting. Now, I would yeah. like to point out at this point that it's dark, right? Yeah. Where they are. This is a local news station. Right. But when they're interviewing the hunter guys... It's daylight. It's bright daylight outside. So they must have shot it earlier that day. Uh, you know. I thought it was supposed to be live. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's... The, 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 anyway, that, they yeah, found the, some gomer, some doofus. It's like, he's like, do they move slow? And he's like, yeah, they're all messed up. And he's like, are you enjoying yourself too much? I am. I am yeah, it's the best day hard. of my life. <laughs> it's I get to shoot Americans. I get to murder people without mm-hmm. <laughs> without any repercussions. <laughs> it's the reason I became a police officer. Mm-hmm. And then Harry and Ben have a final fight. Yeah. Where Harry's decided he's going to steal that rifle. And he steals that rifle for approximately three and a half seconds. And then Ben takes the rifle back. And then Ben shoots him. That's right. right in the gut. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, go go downstairs and die next to your kid, and you his fuck. Wa- his wife does not seem to give a shit that <laughs> he's they dead. They don't seem to have the best marriage. But but his wife goes down into the basement. Oh, look. Oh, look, their daughter's all better. Oh, she seems she's up and about. She seems she's looking she's much better. Yeah. About. Yeah. And her stabbing arm work seems to be working Works pretty real. good. She's, she's working that 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 um, uh, garden. She's working spade. out something. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently the undead carry a grudge over something. They were not good parents. They were not good parents. No, they weren't. Because she knocks, she knocks her over and then she picks up a spade and she stabs her a lot. She stabs her for about an hour and a half. And then Ben, okay, so here's what happens. So, (laughs) before she goes downstairs and gets stabbed a lot by her daughter, she's standing by a door and some zombies kind of half-heartedly grab at her sweater. Yeah. But she's paralyzed and can't move. And that's when Barbara decides, time to die, and she (laughs) jumps up and tries to board up the door that doesn't work because the door busts open. And who's one of the zombies, Steve? It's Zombie Johnny with his driving and gloves. That's right. And he grabs her, and then she gets swallowed up by a whole bunch of zombies. And she's dead. She definitely she did dies. She not survive that. She definitely doesn't get dragged to a barn. She definitely dies right. right there. So let's recap Barbara's character arc. She went to put flowers in a grave. Ran away and sat on a couch for 35 minutes. And then got eaten by zombies. And then got eaten by zombies. Now, Ben, Ben is now the only one left alive. And 
The house is overrun, and he goes down into the basement. So I guess Harry wasn't completely stupid, huh, Ben? <laughs> huh, Ben? And the zombies get in, and they kind of wander around. The next morning, there's a helicopter. Yeah. And, and they're the- like, it's so cool to watch people kill what are basically other people in a helicopter. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> And the, the reporters are talking to the hunter dude who's just fucking ridiculous, Steve. Oh, God, yeah. He's got, like, he's got like a pork pie hat on, and he's yeah. got a, two bandoleros. A bandolier, yeah. Oh, my God. He's and, he, and, yeah, he is having the best time. And he's acting like he's, like, he's been doing this for years. <laughs> he's like, no, put that guy all the way in the fire. Yeah. You don't want him getting up again. Do, do, doodly, do. And they come to the house, right? Yep. And they find Ben the end. <laughs> Everybody lives happily ever after. No, they see Ben comes out of the basement because he hears people and he hears gunshots. And he's like, oh, hey, zombies don't shoot guns. Um, <laughs> and, and he comes out He comes out, and they see him moving inside the house from a distance and assume, ah, oh, there's another yeah. zombie. So, And they shoot him in the head. Yep. And he is dead now. Yep. And how do we end the movie? With a whole bunch of pictures. Yep, a bunch right? of stills of, of Ben being dragged by meat hooks over to the bonfire. That's right. And set on fire. But humanity is saved. Yay. How long did that take us to recap, Steve? Um, <laughs> I'm fairly 20 minutes? certain your, your, your trivia about the finances for the film was longer than that recap. Perhaps. I'm fairly per- certain. Per- perhaps. Oh, did you think? I'm sorry. I wasn't saying it was a bad thing. I enjoyed your recap of the finances of the film. Well, I'm glad you did. It wasn't a slight against you. I Jesus, did, where I, did our trust go? I didn't say anything. Okay. I just heard, I, well, I don't have your picture up, so all I heard was dead silence. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Okay. All right. Fine. Then tell me, what do you think of this very, very, okay, guys, This there's a whole lot of just wandering around the house movie night of the living dead or night of the night of the zombies or flesh eaters from mars or whatever they're calling it grave robbers from outer space grave robbers from outer space so it's the first modern zombie movie it's the innovator of most of the tropes that we now take for granted in zombie movies uh, mm-hmm. You've got characters trapped in a central location, surrounded by zombies. You've got the idea that individual zombies pose a relatively mild threat, but it's the big numbers of zombies. It's the hordes of zombies overwhelming you that becomes the real problem. Uh, we see the zombies acting as the external pressure that exposes the real threat to the characters, which is themselves. Um, we mm-hmm. have the, we have the structure of spending the first half of the film collecting characters, so you can spend the second half killing sure. them off. Um, like you have, I mean, let's you can break it down this way: you have central lead hero, yep, central protagonist woman, mm-hmm. bad guy, yeah, ineffectual bad guy partner, endangered child, and expendable couple. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, and that's yeah, absolutely. Um, and other filmmakers went, that's all we need. We can just keep doing that. <laughs> and here's the thing. Uh, and and it, it occurs to me that um, the way that the zombies work, which is individuals aren't too impressive, but collectively they become a force to be reckoned with, is similar to how the movie works. Sure. Because if you break it down into its constituent parts, those individual parts are not that impressive. But somehow, when all those parts are put together into this single film, it becomes more than the sum of its parts. 
Um, the acting is occasionally bad, but it's mm-hmm. mo- but it's mostly okay. It's never great. Sure. It's never great, but it's mostly just okay. Um, on a technical level, the filmmaking is mostly competent. There are some good. There yeah. are some good shots. There are some weird angles and some awkward cuts. Um, there are a lot of little technical errors, like shots where you can see the edge of the camera's lens hood, um, yep. things like that. Uh, there are a few scenes that are cut in ways that violate the 180 degree rule. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, nothing like terribly embarrassing, especially no. especially considering the budget that they had to work with and the level of experience that most of these people had at the time. But no- mm-hmm. but also nothing outstanding. And yet, now, there are no boom mics. Yeah, yeah, no boom mics. You know, um, and yet I think the film itself, taken as a whole, is outstanding. Like, I think this is a really, really good movie. It works. It works incredibly well. And the reason why I think it works is that it has a script that is simple and unpretentious, but very smart. And despite the little technical mistakes that pop up here and there, George Romero, even at this early stage in his career, is obviously a filmmaker with an eye for details who thinks things through. Like, for instance, the gas pump on the farm becomes an important part of the story because the characters want to get to that so they can gas up the truck and leave. That pump is established visually as soon as Barbara arrives on the farm. We get that shot of her running Uh up and and stopping at the gas pump to catch her breath before she charges toward the house. Without turning to the audience and saying, a gas pump. Look at this, huh? Um, in the cemetery before the first zombie appears, we see, we joked about it, Johnny pulling on those driving gloves so that when Uh he shows back up as a zombie at the end, we see the zombie wearing those driving gloves and we know instantly that that's Johnny. It reads instantly like, oh shit, that's zombie Johnny. Um, the characters behave in ways that we might expect people to behave in a situation like this. First, they take steps to secure themselves against the outside threat. Then they start making plans on how to escape. When they argue, they argue about things that make sense for them to argue about. Should they stay upstairs or should they board themselves up in the basement? Should they try and hold out in the house as long as possible, not knowing if or when rescue will come? Or should they try to leave? When they do decide to try to leave, they lay out a logical plan step by step so that we in the audience can know what their goals are. And it might seem like a simple thing, but one of the most important things a writer can do, especially in a story like this one that is built on suspense, is to give the characters concrete goals. Make Molotov cocktails Mm -hmm. to drive the zombies back. Take the truck to the gas pump. Fill up the truck. Come back to the house. Regroup. Sit on a couch. Sit on a couch. You know, get smacked. Take a nap. (laughs) Wake up. Um, But, you know, that we, we know what the plan is. And because we know that's the plan, we can form expectations. One of the most reliable ways to tell a good suspense story is to give the characters concrete, immediate goals, let the audience know what the plan is to achieve those goals, and then have that plan go horribly wrong. Um, It's a formula, but it's a formula because when it is executed well, it almost always works. And that is the case here. This was the f- original formula. Well, this was the yeah, but but the, the formula, the, the general formula of 
have the characters make plans, have the have the plans go awry. Like that's the formulaic part. Mm, um, I right. mean, yes, this specific formula definitely became the template for zombie movies after this, and not just zombie movies, like slasher movies too. I mean, it's it it it, it was incredibly influential on in all kinds of horror movies. Um, but uh, you know, the, we we know what the plan is. We know what the characters are trying to do. Everything goes horribly wrong, and then the characters have to scramble to try and survive. And ultimately, and then everybody dies. And yeah, and ultimately, none of them do, right? Um, mm-hmm. I like the conflict, even though this one has the most hopeful ending of any of it, the other. Yeah, it does movies. because at the end, it seems like it's over. You know, I mean, the, yeah. I mean like all, all of our all of our characters die, but it seems like the zombie mm-hmm. threat has been contained. Um, so it yeah. does have kind of a hopeful ending in in that sense. Uh, not not so much for Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead. <laughs> Nope. Dawn of the Dead is like, yeah, actually, no, that wasn't the end. <laughs> no, it gets worse. It gets a lot worse. Um, I like the conflict between Ben and Harry Cooper. I like the fact that Ben gets to kill Harry twice. Um, <laughs> once as a human, and then again when Harry comes back as a zombie. But I also like the irony that you mentioned of Ben being the one who strenuously objects against staying in the basement and then being forced to barricade himself in the basement and surviving. Um, yep. and, then, and, and then ultimately he, he is killed the next day, not by one of the zombies, but by one of the human hunters. Um, which again will be will become a very prominent recurring theme, specifically in Romero's zombie movies. Um, mm-hmm. That it's it's even though the zombies are horrifying and the zombies are definitely a threat, the really dangerous threat is other people. Um, and intentional or not, it strikes me as significant that the only black character in the film is shot dead by a white guy carrying out a police action. Who shoots first? Uh, you always have to put politics in it. <laughs> yes, I know. Who shoots first and asks no questions? Um, it's a dark, bitter, merciless ending for what mm-hmm. is a dark and merciless but kind of brilliant movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 a little bit like, and we we mentioned Rod Serling earlier. It's a little bit like a Twilight Zone episode. Now it's way it's way long. Like a Twilight Zone episode would have been uh, ideally a Twilight Zone episode would have been thirty minutes long, and this is three mm-hmm. three times that length. But just in terms mm-hmm. of the structure, and especially in terms of the absolutely merciless twist ending, where the where the hero survives mm-hmm. and then gets killed, not by a zombie, but by another person who ostensibly is there to rescue him, uh, that's that's yep. a that's totally a a, a a dark Twilight Zone ending. So yeah, I mean it's mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite horror movies. It's one of my favorite movies. Period. Um, I've loved it since the first time I saw it. It's it's gripping. It's entertaining to watch. It is, and it is endlessly fascinating and instructive to analyze and to discuss. So there you go. That's that's sure. what I think about Night of the Living Dead. Your turn, my friend. First time I saw Night of the Living Dead, I loved it. The second time I watched Night of the Living Dead, it seemed a little long. This time, after my, I don't know, 10th time watching it, I fell asleep so much I couldn't stand myself. I was like, <laughs> what's going on? You love this movie. But I couldn't. I just kept going... Ugh. And that's because there's a lot of action, nothing. Action, nothing. <laughs> it was like, yeah. action, oh no, the zombies are coming in. And then as soon as that's done, no. And I think it, it isn't this movie's fault. This movie had an impact. Want to know why this movie had an impact? One, it was scary. Two, it was gross. People would dare yeah. themselves to go see it. Because it was fucking gross. There's a whole bunch of extras eating God knows what on camera to substitute for human guts and meat and stuff. 
and people went barf, even though it was in black and white. They still went barf, and they wanted to see it because they heard it was scary. Do I think that there's a political message of a white dude wearing bandoleros shooting the black dude? No. No, you're right. Probably not. (laughs) I don't think that's intentional. They got they he Romero said he hired he hired Dwayne to play Ben because he was the best person to read for Ben, which makes me wonder what those other reads were like. <laughs> but um, do I like it? Yes, I do like it. Can I make it th- if I, if I'm not wide awake at eight o'clock in the morning with a cup of coffee and a couple of goddamn um, charger cables hooked up to my nuts that will go off if I, my head nods down? Can I make it through the movie? Probably not. If you guys have seen it, it may get a little draggy, and it does get a little draggy. But the, I still remember the first time I saw it because I was intimidated by it when I was a kid, and then when I finally watched the whole thing when I was twelve, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty good. It's not as bloody or gory as I thought it was going to be, but it's still a really good movie." Now, unfortunately. All the other movies took all of these tropes, put them directly into their films, and so it feels like you've seen this a million times by now, right? If you've never seen the original Night of the Living Dead, you realize, oh my god, all these movies stole everything from this movie. There's no creativity left in Hollywood, and I'm like, yeah, I know. What do you think I've been telling you for the last seven years, audience, that there's no creativity left in Hollywood? Where was I going? Anyway, I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good movie. I still like it. It's still a good movie. Are the performances great? Nope. Is the makeup effects good? Absolutely not. <laughs> Some of these guys just look like they wandered on and say, hey, you want to walk slow and be a zombie? There's food in it for you. You're not talking about that pile of stuff that looks like guts there, are you? No, you can be the one that eats a snail. Oh, please, can I? Um, <laughs> really? Oh, boy. You mean it, mister? <laughs> It's 1968, no one had seen a movie quite like this. Not at all. Probably the closest we got to it was uh, was the Vincent Price one based on the uh, Matheson novel. That oh, was, yeah, The uh, Last Man on Earth, yeah. Yeah, The Last Man on Earth. About as close as we get to it. Um, this is better. Is it a classic? Yes. Does it deserve to be a classic? Yes. Have, if you've never seen it, please see it. It'll. If you've watched the other zombie movies, you'll be like, oh, so this is where they all come from. Because it's the same goddamn tropes. We gotta board up the things, and we gotta get a gun, and there's an asshole, and we gotta fight him, and they, hopefully they'll die being a jerk. Oh, they did. Yay. <laughs> and then there's usually a lone survivor, and that's it. Um, and I would love to say that the remake that they did to make Romero money in 1990 was better. The makeup was better. The violence was better. But it was pretty much the same movie, right? Oh, yeah. That one had uh, Lead Alexander from yeah. Babylon. Yeah, and it all, Babylon and it also, and it also had Tony Todd. And it also had Tony Todd, who dies at the end. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, such is the lot of Tony Todd, unfortunately. I know, it's sad. But um, yeah, I liked it. Steve, you liked it. Good. We got two goods. Two goods. We we gotta come up with something because this after the 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 fucking breakdown. and restarting the stream we're only at an hour this show is going to be like 35 minutes long hey steve yeah bud do you have a thing that you would like to not recommend you know that thing that i forgot to do because i was doing all of the research Uh uh-oh i do have you better go ahead vamp like you go vamp because i gotta find something now i do have a, a movie i'd like to not recommend hey jason guess what what is the movie it? I'm not recommending is called Night yeah. of the Living Dead. 
What? I don't understand. I'm confused. Night of the Living Dead, 30th Anniversary Edition. Wait, what? Yes. Uh, do, you, uh, do you even know about this? No. So, for the 30th anniversary of this movie, um, mm-hmm. John Russo, who, as we mentioned, was, was the original co-screenwriter and a producer, um, John Russo released the 30th Anniversary Edition. And the 30th anniversary edition is basically, if you ever wondered what Night of the Living Dead would be like if they mm-hmm. if they chopped 15 minutes out of it and then replaced that 15 minutes with new footage that they shot in 1999 and just crammed in there with the old footage from 1967, <laughs> this movie Yay. is the answer to that question. Also, Sounds by great. and oh, and did I mention the first zombie, the guy who shows up in the mm-hmm. cemetery? Um, he's in some of the new scenes, played by Bill Hinsman, the same actor who is 30 years older, but supposed to be playing <laughs> the same character at the same time. This sounds like and a ba- you can, who decided this was a good idea, and, and you can tell. Um, I guess John Russo decided it was a good idea, and oh, and you get some, and, and you get some. I, I'm sure you were probably wondering. It's probably been, you, it's been killing you to know. You want to know more backstory about that first zombie, right? Of course you do. You want to know who he is, where he comes Wait, from. What? Yeah, of course you do. So why do I, I need backstory on any zombie? I bet you would be so thrilled to know, and it would increase your appreciation of the original movie if you found out that that first zombie who attacks Johnny and uh, Barbara in the cemetery was actually a child rapist. Oh, that helps. Because that's what he is in are, the 30th. Are all the zombies bad guys before I they don't, became zombies? I don't know, but that one sure is. He was oh. a child rapist, and he was executed, and he was going to be buried in the cemetery in the presence of the parents of the of the child that he killed. And they were really pretty. Okay. They, they, he got he got dro- driven out to the cemetery in the back of a pickup truck Stop. in a pine box. And, Stop describing it. <laughs> and the parents were standing there with shovels, and the, and the daddy said, I want him buried right here. And that's You're a- making me sad. And that's actually in the movie. And there's also uh, an evil preacher who gets bitten by a zombie but survives and decides that that means that he was chosen by God. And he's played by the worst actor in the world. Um, and just he's just some nobody. Just I don't know. Actually, let me. Let okay. me uh, his name is. Um, let me um, let me let me look it up real quick. He, he's he. I think he was also the composer of the new score, which is also absolutely fucking horrible. Um, Scott Vladimir mm. Lucina. He plays the preacher, whose name is Great. whose name is Reverend Hicks, and he gets a lot of dialogue in the new scenes, which, as I said, are Great. are are wedged in amongst the other scenes from the actual movie, even though they involve characters that are completely different and have nothing to do with the story and are just kind of doing their own thing. But there's also zombies, so I guess it's connected. Um, okay. It's bad. It's really bad. It's. it's- you made me it's sad really describing so it. you know i i would i would say make sure you don't watch night of the living dead the 30th anniversary edition but the good news is because it's so awful it's almost entirely been forgotten so i don't know how you would even find a copy if you wanted to watch it so don't worry but just in case make sure you don't watch night of the living dead the 30th anniversary edition because it's bad i won't it's bad i'm not gonna you've convinced me hey everybody as you guys know i like to not recommend a movie from the same year as the movie that we just reviewed and it's 1968 and this movie has zombie in the title and I don't ever want you to ever watch it because it's called The Astro Zombies oh boy 
hey, you know what? You want to build a superhuman? Here's what you do. You just kill people. <laughs> I am. I, and then I can do use that. Use various bits of them to make a monster, and he goes on the rampage. And you, you guys remember John Carradine when he used to be a good actor? Well, now he's slumming it, and he's in one of this awful fucking pieces of shit. And it also stars Tura Satana. You know her. She's in one of Steve and I's favorite movies ever made. Faster Fussy Cat Kill Kill. <gasps> but she's in this. And her name in the movie is Satana. Oh, what? That sounds like <laughs> Satan. I wonder if they realized how much that sounds like Satan. I don't care. Don't ever see it. It's a piece of garbage. It's just, it's everything that the movie that we watched isn't. So if you're up late or you've stumbled across it in streaming and you say, this looks like can't be fun, don't, don't. You hear my voice say in your ear, don't, don't do it. You will regret it. Astro Zombies. Hey Steve, yeah. guess what? Hey Steve, what, guess what, is what it? time what is, it is. it? What time is it? What time is it? Jason? Hey Steve, yeah. guess um, guess what? what? Now is the time that you don't have to make a terrible choice. I don't. No, because the next movie is is our patron Patron's choice. choice. And once again, nobody agreed. So we have a lot of selections this oh, time. Oh boy. As you guys know, I asked our patrons to please write in and say what movie that you would like us to review, and a lot of you did, and I would like to thank the following people who did it. Ada B., Amanda Billings, Arcane Flame, Bryson Crow, Daniel Baggett, James Stoddard, Matthew Datcher, Red Meridian, St. Swibbins, Sean, Stefano Cocosa, and Tasby 12. Thanks, guys, for sending in your... your uh, your your suggestions. I have mixed them up in a big old bubbling pot. Oh boy! And Steve now has to choose between A, oh B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, or L. Oh wow! Steve okay. mixed them all up. I wish I had a bingo drum that you could just reach in and grab them, but I don't because we live thousands of miles away and have never touched your physically touched your body. <laughs> Alas. Okay, so Steve, please pick from the wonderful things that people have recommended for us to review. So it's A through L. It's A through L. A through L. Okay, I'm gonna I'm 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 flipping them through mentally in my mind. I'm doing like a wheel of fortune, and whichever whichever letter my brain lands on, that's the one. H E F J B C. Let's go with H. Let's do H. Let's do H. 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 How do you do this? I'm sorry. I said I, I don't know what the letters are, man. I know you don't know what the letters are, but somehow psychically you know exactly the one that we Okay. Steve. I, okay. So you guys know I mixed them up, right? I put the people who suggested them in alphabetical order and then I mixed them up. I should have just left them connected. Then Steve could have... But then it would look like we're picking favorites. So I had to mix them up. I didn't think that Steve would pick this one. Okay, we so well now many... I got to know. Now I got to know. So let's let's find... Let's just, let's, just, let's just do it. Let's just let the people know. Let's just tell people what it is. Okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Had okay. you chosen A, we would have reviewed Hot Fuzz. Oh, okay. That would have been great. Yeah. 
If we, if you, excuse me. Are, are you having a heart attack? Had you chosen, yeah, I'm having a heart attack right now because of your selection. Had you chosen <laughs> B, we would have reviewed Peter's Friends. Have you ever I've seen that? I've never seen that. Oh, well, then that would have been something new for both of us, but instead you do. Boy, who, oh, you son of a bitch, you. <sighs> okay, so we picked uh, nothing personal, Steve. Nothing not, personal. Of course not. Okay. I mean, you did specifically no, say, not. you specifically said, you son of a bitch, you, but. <laughs> Maybe I'm talking to myself. Okay. You don't know. Okay, well, I don't, you know, hey, don't. I could be sitting on a lot of anger directed at myself. Don't be down on yourself like that. Come on. Okay, I just I'm I'm flabbergasted. I can't wait. I to am find honestly out what, flabbergasted. I can't wait this, to find out what fucking movie this is. This is out like, of all of the fantastic movies. Okay. Okay. So okay. C. Had you chosen C, we we would have reviewed Hunt for Red October, Ooh. and we would have gotten you know just minutes and minutes of Steve's impression of Sean Connery. Of Sean Connery, the famously had Russian we, Sean Connery. Yes. That's right. Dosperdonia. For the um, mother If we had chosen... <laughs> had you chosen D, we would have reviewed In the Heat of the Night. Oh, damn. That's a shame. But we don't we don't get to do that one. Nope. Had you chosen E, we would have reviewed A Knight's Tale, which is also good. You probably never saw it because it was medieval, which rhymes with fantasy, which r- rhymes with Steve don't like it. <laughs> had you chosen... The patrons saw that. The people listening didn't see that, but the patrons get it on the on the uncut version. <laughs> Had you chosen F, we would have reviewed Star Trek 2009. Oh, man, that's a shame. I don't know if the patron knows what he's asking for, for us to review another Star Trek movie. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe. Had you chosen G, we would have reviewed the 2001 remake of Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Had you chosen I, we would have we would have reviewed Labyrinth. Ooh. Had we chosen J, someone um, literally challenged would have challenged us to describe the events that happened in Fantastic Planet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's explainable. The plot makes sense. It's just, it's disturbing. You know, the first time I saw Fantastic Planet, it was like 2.30 in the morning. Well, I had left the TV I was on, say, it was and on I woke TV. up. Yeah, and it was on TV. And I watched it, and there was like when they were killing all the little humans, and then I went back to bed, and I thought I had, I had dreamt the entire movie that oh, it wasn't a real thing. That it... Had you chosen K, it would have been another animated movie called Rock and Roll. You know that Rock and Roll thing. I think that, that I don't I I don't think I've ever actually seen. It. I don't think I've seen it either. I don't think I've seen. I don't it. think I've seen it. And, and had you chosen L, you would have chosen the Blues Brothers. Huh. But I didn't choose any of those. Through no fault of my own. Through no fault of your own, Steve. I am innocent. You didn't choose any of I am of innocent. Us. It is a blind choice. You reached I have. The I have no moral culpability for what this is I about sh- to be. When I say this, okay. you will be flummoxed as well. You heard the, the other movies, it's, right? It's a pretty solid list. Yeah. They're all interesting, yeah. right? I, I can't wait to see what this is. Okay. Can, 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 the, can the Zoom call break down again? Before we finish, no, oh no! no honey. <laughs> the, it's your Can show. Be... These are your rules. I You're know. living by your rules. I know they're my rules. <sighs> okay. The movie that you chose for patron's choice. <laughs> the movie that you grabbed out of the bag. Yeah. You went past Star Trek and <laughs> over in Labyrinth. 
and and you grab that one ping pong ball. It's a movie starring Lou Ferrigno. Oh boy! Oh God! Okay. How dare you say "oh boy"? How dare you? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Lou Ferrigno. It's a one-word title. That... Made in 1983. Okay. Hercules. Hercules, starring Lou Ferrigno. You've never seen this fucking I've movie. I've never have you? seen it. I've not heard good things. Oh, I've not Steve. heard good things. I've not heard good things. I think maybe you and I should watch it together. Oh boy. <laughs> and sign a suicide and... pact, just in case. <laughs> so, if you guys want to get all the jokes, then you'll rush out and watch Hercules, 1983. There's robots in it. <laughs> And it's available for free a whole bunch of places I'm seeing. So <laughs> maybe we'll we'll find out, won't we? We'll find out, won't we? Or maybe we won't be able to find it at no, all. It's available. Maybe the internet. Got, oh God, you're looking it, it up, up already. I just wanted to make sure I could find it so we could watch it. Oh yeah, it's it's okay. The, oh yeah, this is definitely going to happen. Does, okay. does it have a does it have a description on it? Um. No, well, they're just just the uh, the Wikipedia. It doesn't have like a. Oh no, wait. Here it is. Here it is. Um, in this adaptation of the Greek myth, Hercules, Lou Ferrigno, a semi-divine being, squares off against King Minos, William Berger, who is attempting to use science to gain power and take over the world. With the help of a benevolent <laughs> sorceress, Circe, Morella D'Angelo, Hercules tries to save his beloved Cassiopeia, Ingrid Anderson, from being sacrificed by Minos and struggles against laser-breathing creatures and an evil sorceress, Sybil Danning. <laughs> of course, Sybil Danning. Of course. Yep. I wonder if we'll see her tits. <gasps> I think it's in every contract she's ever signed. So see, it doesn't sound that bad. Did you listen to what you I just did. read? It, it doesn't how sound do you, good. It how does... do you breathe lasers? I don't. I guess we're going to find out. I mean, okay. if you're a laser-breathing right. person, then, you know, that's Get what you done. do. took off my headphones and they literally got excited <laughs> is it over uh, just a second i can't hear you okay Are i'm back. back yes it's, it's, we're back. gonna get through this this is gonna be fine all right so if you guys you guys thank you thank you patrons yes Thanks to all of the patrons that suggested great movies just to have that one. And especially thank you to the one who suggested the Lou Ferrigno version of Hercules. I think I know who it was because I mixed it up. I didn't keep them together, but I can always check. Whoever that is, they like it when Jason's angry and sad. So, you did it. You did it. Oh, this is going to give hope to everyone else. And next year, it's just going to be a... Oh, boy. It's going to be bad. But anyway, we're done. We're done. Steve, we're done. Okay, we're We're finished. finished. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Late Seating. For Late Seating. Oh, God. We're almost there. Just drag it across the finish line, buddy. We're almost there. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening in once again. For Late Seating, this has been Jason Harding. And don't see the movie next week. (laughs) And this is... Don't do it. Don't. Yeah. This has been Steve Shives. And listen, 
Remember when we had the big flood? Remember when we had to convince you that it was right to leave? Remember we had to go to Willard then? Well, this isn't a passing thing, honey. It's not like the wind passing through. We've got to do something. And fast. Okay. Okay. Podcast over. (laughs) Podcast, Podcast over. Podcasts, I love you guys. Pod, I'm not. I'm not. It's got Lou Ferrigno and. <laughs> do, do you think he's dubbed? He's got to be dubbed. I would guess. He I prob- can't remember I would guess if he probably is, but I, I mean, I. I'm fairly certain I watched this on HBO in 1986. Do you know what, what year did this movie come? I think. Out? I think I just looked it up. It was what? 83. Um, so it okay. could have been on HBO in 86. You, you know what? I'm. I'm. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and plant my flag here. I hope he is dubbed. I hope he is dubbed. I hope he's dubbed by a guy whose voice you would never have imagined coming out of Lou Ferrigno's body. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the only memory that I really have about Hercules, 1983, is in my, th- in my theater class, there was this one kid, kind of goofy, you know, nerdy, a little introverted, and the teacher asked, so did anyone see... <laughs> any interesting films this weekend and he raised his hand stood up proudly and said i watched hercules with lou ferrigno and it was awesome so kid from my theater class <laughs> the next show's for you buddy you boy know, he could have gotten by if he had left off the it's awesome because the question was anybody see any interesting movies not anybody see any good movies Maybe he's right. I only have dim memories of this. Maybe it's awesome. But I'm fairly certain that this is the movie where Hercules punches a bear into outer space. See, that sounds awesome. That makes me it's want not. that makes me want to see this movie. <laughs> okay, well you have something to look forward to. Well, I'm glad one Hooray. of us does. <laughs> Maybe I'll be delighted. Maybe this will be like if if Neil Breen directed exactly. a fantasy. That's what I'm movie. hoping for. I'm hoping for awesomely. What bad. am I talking about? All of his movies are fantasy movies. You know, we at the bank have been looking at your information for all these years, <laughs> and we feel compelled by a man with a magic rock that he found when he was ten. It's finally time for me to tell the truth to all of you by speaking into this row of identical microphones. In front of an obvious fake backdrop. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm. Wait, is there a good Hercules movie? I would say. I mean, I haven't seen all of them. I am not a Hercules completist. I would, I would mm-hmm. assume there are some that are better than others, but I don't know if there's ever been like a good one that people, you know, like. Did you see that Hercules movie? That was great. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear what you said because you said I'm not a Hercules completist. No, I'm not. Which immediately made me think. Are there Hercules completists yeah, in the world? You know, there've got to be. There've got to be. No, there's not a no. What the heck? There are deeply damaged people in this world. <laughs> but that's like a level of damage, dude. I mean, I can understand like in like the Steve Reeve Hercules yeah, movies, sure. right? Sure. I mean, they're boring, they're long. And <laughs> but I mean, I mean, he ain't no Sinbad. He's not he's not fighting any no no 
stop motion monsters or nothing. Nope. He's not even adjacent of the Argonauts or whatever. He's just like, I push over guys. And that's about yep. it. Um, but there's someone who's like, you know what? I'm going to dedicate my life to seeing everything that Hercules is in. Yeah. Do I want to meet someone? Like I, that? I mean, I don't necessarily, but like, I'm sure that such a person exists. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, well, I, yeah. I'm kind of a Godzilla completist. I mean, granted, you know, I would probably rather watch the worst Godzilla movie twice in a row than the best Hercules movie. But you know, not everybody feels that way. We, you used to be a Star Trek completist. I am a Star Trek completist. <laughs> No, you're not. Well, am I not? I think you stop. You stop watching. Lower I did Decks. stop watching Lower Decks because I thought, oh, I, know, I I already know the references. I'd rather they just watch. I'd rather they just write jokes. So now you only got Godzilla. <laughs> I've only. Oh, Godzilla will never will never do me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm a Gamera completist. I just, They've changed Gamera so many times. The only thing, I mean, I just, I, I, and I've, I've enjoyed the new Godzilla movies. I enjoyed Godzilla versus King Kong, you know. But I, I am nostalgic, and I really wish they would just go back to a guy in a suit. No, oh, you know? not me. And big-eyed, happy puppy not dog me. Godzilla from the '60s, like Godzilla, <laughs> who's everybody's friend, dancing. Dancing, talking, not talking. Godzilla. I think talking is taking it a little too far. But like, just Godzilla. Well, it's nice to know where your line the Godzi- in the sand I do. Ha- is. I have some standards, man. I have some standards. No, Godzilla. The Godzilla who, like, you know, when when the when the the evil monster shows up, they go to Monster Island and they sure. get Godzilla. Yeah. You know, because Godzilla needs to yeah. come back to Japan and fuck up the new monster, and that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Great. And there's a bunch of humans like standing on a hill, and they're like, "Good, go." Kill him, Godzilla! And Godzilla, like, usually waves at him on his way back to Monster Island because he's a good dude, Godzilla. He's a good dude. When do you think Disney's going to buy Godzilla? I don't know. Whenever they buy Warner Brothers, I guess, because Warner Brothers has the rights to it now, don't they? <laughs> the American rights, anyway. I, well, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, Dis- Anyway, let's say... Go ahead. Let's say bye-bye, because I need to, I need, I need to you lay need, down. You need to prepare yourself emotionally for the Hercules in your future. Guys, this might be the first time I don't watch. Maybe, <laughs> maybe here's what we can do. Here's what we can do. Okay. You watch. We, we we can watch it together if you want. But whatever we do mm-hmm. after you've watched the Hercules movie, if it's as bad mm-hmm. as you're fearing it is, then maybe we can watch. Yes. Maybe we can watch some Incredible Hulk, and you can see some good Lou Ferrigno stuff. Okay. You know, we can watch the okay. one where you can That's watch the good. one where he hawks out in the phone booth because the operator needs him to put in another quarter and he doesn't have it. <laughs> and he's like, I don't have 25 Yay. cents! And he hawks out and destroys the phone booth. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Good. There you go. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemmy Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Listen. And thanks for listening.